Well, after a wild week in the sport of NASCAR, Brad Keselowski wins at Richmond. He has locked himself into the next round of the playoffs. I think everybody pretty much assumed Brad was going to be there. That's not really too big of a shocker. Um, we're going to get to why this week was so crazy. Uh, every time I turned around, there was a new crazy story that no one saw coming. Um, but let's get to Richmond. Brad Keselowski goes out there, leads almost 200 laps, almost half the race. Just dominated. Absolutely spanked the rest of them. Put it on them. Brad Keselowski, I I've you know talked about it on here before. Is he a championship contender this year? Most years, yeah, I think he is. And I think he probably is this year too. That team, if they get hot, that's one of those dangerous teams. I said it last week. We cannot let Kyle Busch get hot. I don't think you want Brad to get hot either. It's like Joey Logano if that team were to get hot. There are certain teams in this playoff that are very dangerous. And that number two team is dangerous. And if they can run the rest of the playoffs like they did tonight, I think we might know who our third driver at Phoenix is going to be come November. Um, but yeah, Brad just put on an absolute show tonight. Um him and Joey Logano both ran really well. Penske showed up with good stuff for two of the three cars. Listen, Ryan Blaney has been so good all year. I think he has been the poster child for consistency. He does not have near as many wins as he should. Bad pit road calls and just bad circumstances. Things happen in the sport of NASCAR. They have completely lost every ounce of luck they ever had. This team is limping. This is a team that they're going to have to go to Bristol next weekend. And I don't want to say it's a must win, but they're probably going to have to win. Now, obviously, with the stage points after stage one and stage two, maybe they could gain some points there. But I think they're going into Bristol next week like... 26, 27 points back from the cutoff line. How do you make that up in one race without winning? Uh, so, listen, Ryan Blaney runs very well at Bristol. There's been a couple times where he could have wins at Bristol, and he's been taken out in some things that aren't his fault. He's going to need to finish the deal next week. I I, I think him and I think Matt DiBenedetto, unfortunately, are going to be in must-win scenarios next week at Bristol. Ryan Blaney was a championship four pick for me. I had him going to Phoenix and competing for a championship. I think NASCAR needs that young blood in there and not and stop relying on all the old guys to carry your sport. At some point, these young guns are going to have to take over. Now, I mentioned Ryan Blaney and I mentioned Chase Elliott as far as young guns that needed to take over. And Ryan Blaney has started the playoff about as bad as you can do it. On the other end of the spectrum, and I got to be honest, I cannot believe I'm even saying this. Austin Dillon and the number three car, they are absolutely on fire over at Richard Childress Racing right now. This team is peaking at the absolute right time. Last week on this show, I sat here and I was absolutely dumbfounded that Austin Dillon finished second in the Southern 500 and almost stole a victory. He got really close to passing Kevin Harvick in those last two laps. And what does he do? 
They come to Richmond and they have, honestly, probably the second best car out there. I, I don't know that I've ever said that Austin Dillon's got one of the best cars in the field, uh, especially not in a cup race. Uh, obviously, in the Bush Series, you know, there's levels. Austin Dillon is absolutely peaking at the right time. I, I don't think they're a championship threat under any circumstance, but un unless they just keep doing what they're doing now. Because as of right now, only two drivers have finished in the top five in both of the first two playoff races, Joey Logano and Austin Dillon. That is absolutely painful to me because those might be my two least favorite drivers. I just don't like either one of them. But I am so impressed by that number three team. They have absolutely started this playoff with a bang. Um, I don't think anybody saw this coming. I think everybody thought they were going to be one of the first cars eliminated uh, in this first round that ends next week. But no, they're looking really good. And they are going to have to have an absolute collapse to not make it to the next round. Which, I, <laughs> man, I didn't see it coming. I don't know how many NASCAR people actually thought that Austin Dillon was going to, you know, be a real competitor in these playoffs. But damn, that number three is running very well. Um, and that just goes to show you how stupid, crazy 2020 is. Austin Dillon is finishing in the top five and might be a championship contender. I, if, if he makes it to Phoenix as part of the Final Four, 2020 just startups. Just what? What is 2020? Like, that is absolutely insane if that happens. I don't think we'll have to worry about it, but whatever. But I mentioned that this week was insane. And again, I use the word insane a lot on this show. This week, there were so many things that happened leading up to this right I almost did an extra pit stop a couple days ago just to cover what happened during the week so I could only do the race tonight uh, but I decided to wait because honestly I knew Richmond was probably going to be pretty boring and I wasn't going to have much to talk about there were no cautions tonight by the way uh, for accident this week we started off I believe it was Tuesday and NASCAR and Auto Club Speedway announced that they are going to be reconfiguring the two-mile oval in Fontana, California into a short track. The NASCAR schedule needs more short tracks. Let's, let's, let's get that clear, and I think everybody will agree. There needs to be more short tracks in NASCAR. The scope of which this rebuild in Fontana, the, like as far as it would go, they are going to build a crazy short track from everything that I've read. It is going to have very long straightaways like Martinsville, and apparently it's going to have very banked corners like Bristol. This is awesome. I absolutely love this idea. I think what we need in NASCAR is more tracks that are unique. More tracks that are different. I don't think you should be able to use the same setup for more than two or three tracks. Um, and I think NASCAR has a problem that a lot of these tracks are cookie cutter and you can just kind of do the same thing. And I don't think that's good. 
So if they go through, which I, I mean, I guess they're going to go through with it. I guess this isn't a rumor. This is actually going to happen. This track in Fontana, this short track, it is going to be off the chain. Those long straightaways and those high bank corners, I think we are going to have an absolute barn burner of a racetrack out in Fontana now. Um, that two-mile oval produces all right racing. I think it's fun to watch them go five and six wide on the front stretch. But at the end of the day, we need more short tracks. And if we got to make cuts, I'm fine with cutting Fontana. Literally, they're going to cut it up. Th I cannot wait. What I am shocked about, though, is that they don't think they're going to have to miss a race date. So apparently, they want to start construction immediately after next year's race in the spring and not miss a date for 2022. I think that's wishful thinking. The, the magnitude of the construction they are trying to do, I don't see how you can do that in 300 days or whatever. But if they can pull that off, congratulations. My other problem with this, or my only problem with this, is look at how much money they are going to have to spend to do this. They are going to have to spend a ton of money to transform Fontana from a two-mile oval into a crazy unique short track. With all that money that they are going to spend redoing Fontana, why not take that money and pour it into North Wilkesboro and we bring North Wilkesboro back and put it back on the schedule? Please answer that question for me because I think most people would probably rather see another race in North Wilkesboro instead of Fontana. Now, me personally, I'd rather see both. I think you take one date away from Richmond, maybe, put it in Wilkesboro, change Fontana into a short track. I think there's some tweaks that you can do to the schedule that I'd love to see it. And so that was on Tuesday, and we're thinking, wow, that's really crazy. We're still digesting that. And then, boom, Jimmy Johnson's going to go run IndyCar. I told y'all a couple weeks ago that I, I, I believed Jimmy Johnson will run the Indianapolis 500. Um, I knew that was a thing. He tested an IndyCar a few weeks ago. He's interested in that. I thought it was a no-brainer that the Indianapolis 500 is one of the biggest spectacles in the world. Jimmy Johnson's going to run it. What I did not see is Jimmy Johnson signing with Ganassi and running the full road course schedule for IndyCar next year. So he's not going to run the oval races. He's going to run all the road course races in 2021 and then maybe run the Indy 500 in 2022. I did not see that coming, honestly. Um, I think this is great for IndyCar racing. IndyCar is nowhere near as good as NASCAR. The ratings are not even close. Um, to bring in a mega superstar like a Jimmy Johnson and thrust him into your sport, it, it can only uh, help IndyCar. The only thing, I, I just pray that Jimmy Johnson does not get hurt in an IndyCar. Those cars are stupid dangerous, and I don't think you could pay me enough to drive an IndyCar, to race one. Um, I could turn a couple laps in one, but to race an IndyCar with 30 other guys that are just as stupid as me, I would never do that. Um, put me in a cup car. I'll yeah, I'll run a whole schedule right now. I love it. But those Indy cars are just crazy dangerous, and you honestly have to have a death wish to want to race one. 
So why Jimmy wants to get in there, I don't know. I know it. You know it's something that he just wants to do things and accomplish things, and I don't blame him. You only live once. Do it. Live it up, man. But damn, be careful, bud. That would uh, that would be a shame if one of the greatest drivers and NASCAR drivers of all time goes and gets hurt in an IndyCar. That's not something that we need to see. Um, hopefully that does not happen. Hopefully he goes out there and has some success. Honestly, I hope he goes out there and wins a couple races because that would just prove that NASCAR is a step above IndyCar, in my opinion. No IndyCar driver has been able to come over to NASCAR and succeed. Um, I think Mario Andretti won the Daytona 500. I think A.J. Foyt might have. But I'm looking more at <clears throat> Juan Pablo Montoya. I'm looking at Dario Franchitti. I'm looking at Danica Patrick. They couldn't do anything. Dario Franchitti was a stud in IndyCar racing. He came to NASCAR, and I don't know if he ever had a top 15 finish. So if a NASCAR driver could go over and do IndyCar better than an IndyCar driver can do NASCAR, that's a big dub for NASCAR, and I'll take it. So Tuesday with Fontana. Wednesday, Jimmy Johnson. I sat there and I'm like, damn, I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow. Bubba Wallace will not be returning to Richard Petty Motorsports. <clears throat> this is a shame. Now, I'm not going to bash Bubba Wallace. I do not blame him for this. I am assuming there are better opportunities out there. Um, we know for a fact that there are two openings uh, that would be the 42 car at Ganassi and the 48 car at Hendrick. There's been rumors about Denny Hamlin potentially starting his own team with help from a music industry person um, and starting a Toyota team and putting Bubba in that car. Whew. Let's really get crazy because that, that would be the ultimate 2020 story right there. But I'm not, I, that's just a rumor at this point. I don't blame Bubba Wallace. If you can further your career, in any career, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a television reporter. I don't care if you are a bank teller. I don't care if you're a race car driver. If you can further your career and get a raise and potentially do better at your craft, I think you should always take that offer. Um, unless there's just a crazy circumstance that I can't think of right now. I think you should always take that offer. And I think that's what Bubba is doing. My prediction is he will end up at Ganassi. McDonald's has a partnership with Bubba, and McDonald's also has a partnership with Ganassi. Why wouldn't McDonald's step up and say, hey, instead of two, let's just bring it together? I think that's more than likely what will end up happening, but man, wouldn't it be interesting to see Bubba in that 48 car? I <laughs> Sign me up for that one. But the opposite end. Bubba leaves because he has a better opportunity. This is terrible for Richard Petty Motorsports. This was absolutely their last leg to stand on, in my opinion. And I I love Richard Petty. Matter of fact, this is a new shirt from Old Row. The back of it has a picture of Richard Petty on it, and it says legend. I'm a Richard Petty guy. Uh, trust me, up there above some of these pictures, there's some Richard Petty pictures up there. I love Richard Petty, but I think this is the end. Um, I personally don't see how Richard Petty Motorsports can still be in NASCAR three or four years from now. Bubba Wallace, whether you love the guy or whether you hate the guy, whether you're racist or whatever your problem is, Bubba Wallace 
was the only thing keeping Richard Petty Motorsports afloat. Richard Petty Motorsports is not one of the mega teams. They should be because he's the king. And anything with Richard Petty's name on it should always be top-notch stuff. But it's just not. Bubba was their funding. Bubba bringing in all these new sponsors was a way for Richard Petty Motorsports to step up their game and become a better team. Now that Bubba is leaving... I think this is probably the end for Richard Petty Motorsports. It's a shame. They had a hell of a run. Nothing lasts forever. And uh, that's uh, that's that's really where my head's going. I'm excited for Bubba wherever he's going to go, unless it is that team with Denny. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm excited for Bubba, but I really feel bad for the King. And I, I just don't really know where Richard Petty Motorsports goes from here. It's a shame. Um, but you know, who knows next weekend, we have our first elimination race of the playoffs and there is not a better site to do it than the night race at Bristol. It is sold out. There's going to be about 30,000 fans there. I'm absolutely excited as a Ryan Blaney fan. I know Bristol is one of his best tracks. It's basically a must win for him. I'm hype already. I wish the race was tomorrow. Uh, night race at Bristol always delivers. Now you add in the fact that it's an elimination race for the first round of the playoffs. I think it's going to be bonkers. I cannot wait. I think it's going to be great. And uh, yeah, man, next weekend. Can't wait. See y'all then.